welcome to The Golfing Mind, the podcast which looks at golf in general, but the mental game of golf in particular. I know it sounds like quite a strange podcast to just focus on the mental game because one can argue successfully there's only so much you can possibly say about it, but equally it's a topic of endless fascination to all the people I know who play golf and appears to have been so for as long as a game has been played. Um, In today's podcast, I want to look at a sort of curious situation that every golfer has experienced. And I'm calling this podcast Try Versus Don't Try. Now, I know that um, some people, when they play golf, really put a lot of energy and effort into their swing, uh, into their pre-shot routine, which, you know, is commendable. But I do think you can try too hard. And um, some of the examples of this are very apparent. I don't know if this is a familiar situation to you, but I want you to remember a time that you've been playing quite well. You've been playing a few shots under your handicap. Then you get up to a hole, you get your driver out, and you sort of are concentrating hard, and you get set over the ball, and you, you swing. But all of a sudden, you hit the biggest block right, or slice, or you snap hook it, you hit it into bushes, but it's almost certain the ball is lost. And in that instant, there's an almost embarrassment about what happened. What happens next is really interesting, and this is what I want to talk about. What happens next is that people immediately pull another ball out of their pocket, they tee it up, they don't loosen up, they don't take a practice swing, they almost don't take a waggle, and they hit that ball sometimes in anger, but more often than not, just in a hurry. They just want to get off the tee box. They just don't want to spend any longer there than they need to. And the provisional ball, the second ball off the tee, invariably goes down the middle of the fairway. Another occasion will be you have a four-foot, three- or four-foot putt dead straight, and you push it or you pull it. You lose the hole, but you drop the ball back in the same position and you roll it dead center. And on both occasions, you say to yourself the immortal words, why couldn't I have done that first time? It is frustrating, isn't it? So what's happening? What's going on? Well, I think there's um, one major thing going on. I think the first time, the first putt or the first drive, we're trying. We're actively trying to hit a good shot. And when we try to do something we need to feel we are in control. Now, the golf swing is a lot of joined up movements happening pretty quickly from the grip, from the takeaway, from the weight transfer to the right and the left, from the hip turn, from the release of the hands, from the extension through the ball, from the weight transfer to the left side to the complete shoulder release and follow through. That's a lot of stuff going on. And if you're trying to do all of that perfectly in sequence, your mind can go away from just letting it happen, which is what I call is when you don't try. When you hit the bad shot and you then you go and you tee up your second ball, you're doing everything quickly. And consequently, you get beyond trying. You just concentrate and let's just hit this quickly. With the putt, I think putting is something that doesn't lend itself to thinking or to trying. I believe putting should be instinctive. Once you have generated a repeatable 
stroke, then you have to trust it. That is absolutely one of the most important things is trusting your swing. So how do we allow ourselves to step up on the first drive and not try? It's almost counterintuitive, isn't it? It's almost sort of um, counterinstinctive because, you know, we are trying to get the ball in the middle of the fairway. We are trying to hit it straight. And yet to not try seems a bit, oh, seems, it seems daft in a sense, but it's not, it really isn't. So what I have come to the realization is the more we can take thinking out of the swing, the more likely we are to hit it subconsciously or automatically. Now we've talked before, if you've listened to previous podcasts about people being in the zone and when they're in the zone, um, it's easy. They're not thinking, they're stepping up. They're almost picking which side of the fairway, what shape of shot. It, golf becomes ridiculously easy. And I use the analogy of throwing a piece of paper into a wastebasket across an office. You crumple up the paper and you just pitch it dead center. And someone says, do it again. I'll give you $10 if you do it again. So you take the bet, but this time you crumple up the page, hold it in your hand and you start practicing your throw. You've gone from what I call unconscious excellence is into what I call conscious incompetence. And I think that is exactly what's happening with the provisional drive. It is unconscious excellence. Whereas earlier we get into conscious incompetence. So how can we step up to the ball and hit it unconsciously and excellently? Two things, I believe. Number one is you have to have confidence in your swing. You have to have a swing that you trust. Now, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to look at the variety of different swing types on the tour to realize there is no one size fits all. And if you're a student of the game, there are some players in the past and even currently who you look at some of their swings, their backswing, their follow throughs, their pre-shot sort of triggers and you think oh, I would never do that. So I think the important thing is to trust your swing. When we don't trust our swing, we try to control our swing. So this notion of trusting your swing is something very, very few golfers can do. The notion that you own your swing because under pressure, you're not going to trust your swing. More often than not, you're going to hope it holds up to the pressure it's under. So a drill that I have done, and I've recommended it to players who have a problem with this happening, is to imagine that their tee shot is a provisional. Sounds too simple, but it's not. If you just step up and imagine you're now hitting your provisional ball, but hit it, when I say quickly, don't overthink is what I mean. I find this as an excellent way to build the confidence in your swing is to trick yourself into being relaxed over the ball. The same is true of a putt. I remember talking to a professional golfer years ago and he, he said with sort of childlike simplicity, he said, when you hit a putt, the ball's either going to go in or it's not going to go in. And if it doesn't go in, you take another putt. 
the idea of missing a putt under six feet for most people is unpleasant at best because I don't like missing putts of under six feet. But I'm going to. So what I occasionally do is I will tell myself, okay, you've missed the first putt. You're just taking this as a second attempt. Now, does it work? It helps me relax, but it helps me relax. It might not work for you. But I think what we must try to do as much as possible is to get ourselves away from trying to a place of not trying. <clears throat> How often do you see this when you um, play your first game of golf after the winter layoff? You dust your clubs down, you go to the range or you go to a golf course and you think, well, I'll just play nine holes. I haven't played for four or five months. I'm a bit rusty, a bit stiff. And you walk up and you just have no expectations. So when you have no expectations, you don't try. You know, there's no gallery there to admire you. There's no competition who's trying to beat you. You just relax and go, I'll just take a wee swing. I remember um, years and years ago, I was doing a golf day for a large company. It was about a 60 or 70 people at this golf day. And it was a big event over two days. They'd taken over a whole golf resort, a championship golf course. And I was giving a talk in the morning and um, I did a talk for an hour and it uh, was well received. And then they were all going to go and play the course, but they were all going to the practice ground. And I said I'd come and see them on the practice ground and then I'd walk around the course and join them on a few holes. When I got to the practice ground, you know, there was a, about 35, 40 people hitting balls. Every bay was full. There were some people heading off to the first tee. As I'm walking along, I'm saying hi to a few people. And this young guy said, oh, let's see you hit a ball. And I remember this distinctly. He had uh, a Mizuno Tour, I think it was a TP9 forged blade. And he handed me a four iron and there was a ball just sitting on the uh, grass, not teed up. And I hadn't had a practice swing or anything. And I said to myself, well, I'm probably going to hit this out the socket or I mean, I just was very stiff. I hadn't swung a club all day. And I stepped up there and I just thought, well, just make a pass at the ball and hope for the best. And without even taking a proper practice swing, I just middled this four iron and it just rifled. Well, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it went rocket straight, just straight down the fairway, probably 190, 200 yards, handed them back the clubs. And the people in the other bays were all impressed that I'd, hit such a good shot. I was more surprised than I'd imagined, but it taught me then that if you just have no expectations and don't think about it, you're probably going to relax more and let your swing flow better. So that's the thought for today. Don't try as much as you try when you're under pressure, especially, and um, see how it works for you. Also, sometimes over a drive, imagine you're all, you've hit a first drive, so you're now hitting the provisional. And that might change your uh, approach. And I hope it does. Well, that's it for this week. I mean, if you're interested in learning more about the mental game, please go to my uh, website, uh, seeyourgolf.com, and you can sign up for the 13-week online program, which I sincerely hope you do. And uh, until we meet again, play good golf and uh, enjoy yourself. <laughs>